Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, gratitude, attitude, and owning your diagnosis. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, Take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So tonight's show is is going to air the night before Thanksgiving in the year 2022. And I'm going to kind of do this backwards today. This is a show like I've never done before. I do a lot of talking about um, some of my experiences, um, some of my ways I look at the world and um, things that I've learned. This is going to be a little bit more of a personal show. And we're going to work a little bit backwards. I just got back from the 2022 annual conference on ADHD that was in Dallas, Texas. Thursday night, um, the 17th, before the first keynote speaker, I was honored by the ADHD Coaches Organization and was awarded the ACO Professional Excellence Award. It's an award that uh, the ACO gives out. They begin out more or less every year. They, they missed the last two years for COVID, and so I was on stage with uh, a peer of mine, Rudy Rodriguez, and we both got this award. It recognizes professional legacy of an individual within the ADHD community for exceptional impact and selfless contribution to the ADHD field. The reason I'm sharing this with you is this is something that's um, really important to me because it's uh, something that I received from my peers. But what's important to me isn't necessarily the award. What's important to me is what's behind the award. And tonight I'd like to share with you uh, my experience and my journey and some things and um, 
relate to many of you out there. My biggest challenge is my dyslexia. Most people don't really understand dyslexia, but I have a hard time retrieving symbols. If I look at a D, um, I'll retrieve a B or, and vice versa. So if I'm reading a sentence that says boy, when I look at the D, often I will treat like a D and read doy. As you read, you got to understand this is really frustrating because I'm spending so much time trying to code and encode what I'm trying to read. It gets frustrating and you lose focus and concentration. That said, as a side note, years ago I ran into Nancy Rady, 2010, I believe, ACO conference, and we, we met each other by accident, which is a, it's a great story, but not for this time. Um, in getting to know her, she, uh, she is dyslexic too, and she insisted I read the book, uh, The Dyslexic Advantage. As I said to her, I don't read because it's painful. She basically twisted my arm, and I did. To my surprise, there was a lot of things that were interesting to me. One of those is the higher you go in education, the bigger, the better you do. And they really talked about how people with ADHD struggle. They think a little bit differently. And so um, they're pressed to do things among things differently. And it resonated with me at that point in time that I've always been a, a bigger picture thinker. And I've always thought differently from the rest of the world. So I've always felt like an oddball. In most situations, my thinking methodology uh, meets with lots of resistance from other people. Still, in my personal life, I've had a lot of success by running with my intuition and pay attention to my, my gut feeling. So as I tried to achieve things in this world, I was constantly told that I was doing it the wrong way. I was trying to be a perfectionist. I was spending too much time paying attention to the wrong thing. And Needless to say, there's been a lot of right decisions that I have made in my life by going with, with my thinking methodology. And so, in the end of the day, I struggled with my own challenges, but I began to own my challenges years ago. And a lot of this show is going to be talking about what it's like to own your diagnosis. And I'm going to share with you some different stories about personal journey of owning my diagnosis and, and how it was somewhat beneficial. So let's begin by starting with Attention Talk Radio. I began uh, life coach training in 2007 at the Coaches Training Institute and the ADD Coach Academy. Um, as I got out, I was um, trying to get some clients and making a name for myself. And at that time, if you were doing that, it was clear that what you needed to do was write a blog or you write a book because back in those days, that's how you got notoriety. Knowing that writing is horrifically challenging for me, I just knew that that wasn't the right path for me. I did try to write some newsletters at the time, not so much for notoriety, but just to write. And I set out to write one one-page newsletter each month on whatever spoke to me. Um, in the process, I was frustrated with the writing because people that said you should get somebody to do it for you or delegate it or whatever. But I'll come back to that in a second. So along came uh, Blog Talk Radio, which I stumbled into, and I think, hmm, this is really pretty interesting. So I set out to create what is now Attention Talk Radio. I got on originally, um, started talking about some things, kind of felt like a monologue, and anyway, did different things at a different time, then finally um, uh, invited an individual on my show who had a really cool idea, who I thought was their intellectual capital, and I didn't want to steal it, but I wanted to use it. So we had a conversation. And all of a sudden, I was like, wow, it's a lot easier to talk to other people to create some content. 
since that time, I've had 2 million downloads of this particular show, and I would reflect back to the people who were writing blogs and wrote books have not had the success that I've had in terms of content. What's interesting and what's to note is rather than do it the way I was supposed to do it, I did it my way. Um, there's been a lot of copycats since then. In fact, uh, pretty prolific is what's going on. Uh, everybody's got a blog right now. Fast forward, I really thought that I needed to get out into other libraries, and YouTube seemed to be an attractive place. It was somewhat challenging moving from audio to video because you've got to deal with lights. And I still struggle with that a little bit. But I created my YouTube channel as just really another library. And I remember doing it, and I've always, it's been about 3% of my business. I sit down, I don't really spend a lot of time on it. And I'll never forget in 2013, I think it was, 2014, shortly after I had started the channel, I was at a conference and a guy walks up to me and says, you're that YouTube guy. And I'm like, wow, thank you very much. I said, you know, what is it about my YouTube channel that you like? At the time, Shire Pharmaceutical was um, trying to educate the public on ADHD, uh, not so much pushing medications. I mean, there was a division that did that, but there was another one was educating. They were doing their own thing. And he said, you know what I like about your videos is they're homemade. They come from a real person. They're not made up. The Shire videos, though, they're kind of produced. They're kind of contrived. They're really not believable. And I was like, wow. And something I've held with me ever since that time is to make them believable. I always had to talk to people kind of from my heart in my own way. Fast forward, I'm very proud. For the last three years, we've had the uh, third most popular ADHD YouTube channel on the planet, um, second and third to uh, Jessica McCabe's How to ADD and uh, Rick Green's Rick Wants to Know, uh, which are two individuals that, that focus really on TV, which, again, they're spectacular. I love their channels. But what my point really is is I haven't really succumbed to doing it any way other than my way. I've been lured about what I should do on my channels. I should do this and I should do that. But um, at 25,000 subscribers strong with content that people um, acknowledge has been really, really meaningful to me. <clears throat> So what's the point so far? I'm grateful for what I've been able to accomplish, but I'm more grateful for the fact I kind of let go of um, trying to be a neurotypical, and I've really focused on how I thought I should do some things and gone with my gut. So let's talk about this a little bit more. When I got into coaching, I was really struggling with marketing people because when you go and deal with them, they start to tell you, like, marketing 101. Now, I've had my MBA before, and I know all that stuff, but just coaching didn't quite fit the mold. Invariably, between 2008 and probably 2013 or 14, I dealt with lots of marketing people, and they always ended the same way. Jeff, you don't get this. And I'd go, but you don't get it. Of course, they would say, I've been in this business for 25 or 30 years, and I was, you know, I've never really been directly in the market. I've been in some sales. But I was somewhat vindicated a couple times because it took me a while to articulate it. But as I began to come along my voice, if you've seen any of my dig coaching stuff, my aha bot is a symbol. Um, and how that came about was I was I was with a writer about ready to give up on this business. And we were doing a little ebook at the time. And um, I was trying to explain what I was trying to do. And this amazing woman, Wendy, part-time mom and part-time writer said, you know, your problem is you're trying to change people's conceptual understanding of something before you sell them on it, and you can't do that in eight words or six seconds. Effectively, what she was saying is if you believe the world to be flat 
and my answers are based on the world being round, I've got to shift how you see the world from being flat to round. And people, if they really believe the world is flat, they're not going to sail off in the distance because they're afraid they're going to die. That shift was what uh, marketing-wise I kind of covered with my aha mob. That's the aha, the sudden comprehension that takes place when you pay attention to something differently. Once that shift takes place and you look at it, then my view really makes a lot of sense. There was a watershed moment that particular period of time because I began to realize is that what the marketers had been telling me to do is try to sell everybody flat world answers when I actually believe that I have round world answers. So as I developed that and I developed my voice, um, it kind of grew um, into the aha. And basically going back to my newsletters that I started to write, I wrote 18 of them and I began to look back at them. And what they all had in common is that you're looking at something this way And if you look at it this way, it really makes a lot more sense. That's when I came to realize what my business was really all about is shifting attention. Again, in order to do this so far, I've gone against most everybody and done things differently in order to listen to my voice and myself by accepting um, who I am and what I do as opposed to succumbing to it. Let's take a break, and we'll come back after this break and continue to talk about my journey and the value of accepting your diagnosis and the great thanks that I give to the ACO for recognizing me and many of my clients and stuff for letting me be really who I was and not trying to be a neurotypical like most do. Our secret word today is owning. Again, our secret word is owning. We'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, as this show airs uh, the eve before Thanksgiving uh, year 2022, I'm here giving thanks to uh, the ACO um, for a recent award for the ACO Professional Excellence Award. I'm also giving thanks to my father um, and many other people along the way for supporting me in, in really what I'm doing and um, sharing with you what it's like to own your diagnosis as opposed to trying to be like somebody else. I'd like to continue the stories is that in this business that I'm in, when you deal with marketing people, you're supposed to give people what they like with them, what's important to them. If they want productivity, you're supposed to tell them how you're going to make them productive overnight. Many people don't understand the coaching paradigm because there's really kind of two kinds of coaches. One is a behavioral coach or consultant that's going to tell you really what to do. Then there's more of the life coaching mold, which uh, basically, it doesn't tell you what to do at all. It's based on the Socratic method being the, the answer is in the question. The idea is to ask very open-ended, curious questions to help people discover what works for them. <clears throat> Effectively, when you're dealing with marketing people, 
I would we'd, I would have these conversations with them, and they would always end up again, and you don't get it, and I'm like I'm don't think you get it. And I began to realize what the challenge of it was, and that is, in simple terms, what we do is, hey, give me some money. Let's say a hundred dollars. We're going to get on the phone for fifty minutes, and I'm going to wing it by asking you questions. Trust me, something really good is going to come out of this. Well, what do you mean something good? Like what? I want to be more productive. Well, I can't always say that I can help you with that. As an aside, people come to you all the time, and they'll, I, they'll say, "What do you want coaching on today?" So productivity, and the part of the coaching paradigm is, "Well, what does productivity look like?" By the way, this is a true story. I asked this of a woman one time. She asked me to coach her on productivity. She said, that's a really good question. So as I asked questions six minutes later, she concluded that she needed coaching on pain, uh, being noticed. We both burst out to laughing because weeks before that, we had had a casual conversation about how she used to ride around the lunchroom on a unicycle. The point really is that she came in not really knowing what she meant by productivity, but we ended up getting a different place. Again, I don't want to get too much into that because some of you will kind of scratch your head, but that's really what we do. So if you're going to give me some money and we're going to wing it, right, that's pretty difficult to do. And I began to realize that, in fact, I was right. Um, the marketers were wrong because I can't coach anybody to a specific outcome. I can only coach people to who they are. Um, again, not to get into the weeds, but I began to really understand that that was, that was the situation. And I began to work and symbolize my business with my aha bob and um, work on my marketing via the outcome is insights, not necessarily an end goal. I finally was able to language um, what I do. Again, an aha or an insight is the sudden comprehension that takes place when you look at something differently. For anybody who's followed my work, pretty much ahas are at the epicenter of everything that I do. Um, I do a lot of, of, of bringing uh, thought leaders on, and we start talking about concepts and how you look at things to make them uh, make things work. Often they might be related to that area, and we promote it going into the commercial or something like that, but I'm always promoting the aha or the, what you really should be paying attention to to make that happen. Another area that was interesting to me that where I felt like I was swimming uphill is group coaching classes. In the coaching world, the client brings the agenda. In other words, my job is not to identify what we're going to talk about on any given day. The client really shows up and I say, what do you want coaching on? By definition, I'm supposed to follow whatever that is for a variety of reasons. So if you've been a, a class of five or six people, how can you get everybody to agree on the same agenda at the same time? I struggled with this conceptually, but being a person that thinks a little bit differently and having some exposure to do group mentor classes, I began to realize if the coaching topic was to coach you to coach yourself, whether I'm coaching procrastination or time management or anything, fundamentally, the way you coach that is all the same way. And so I began to realize I could do group classes with the unified topic of coaching you to coach yourself. Again, my brain works very, very differently. Um, and what I do is very different from many other classes, but I think it's a lot truer to what the definition of what things are. Other areas in my life that have been interesting and challenging is that I actually had the opportunity to swim for Doc Councilman, who most don't know. He was the um, um, probably the world's greatest coach of any sport of any era of any time and actually coached Mark Spitz um, through the Olympics. 
what most people don't know is I believe it was in 1972, August of 1972, Indiana University on paper against the world. Again, this is just a college swim team against the rest of the world on paper would have won. That's how dominant they are. When I swam for Doc, he was certainly intelligent, won six, NCAA six times, Big Tens 20 times, um, so a who's who of, of swimmers. And as I began to train with him, I certainly kind of got better, but I began to realize as I departed from um, more or less his teachings multiple times when it came to rest because I found that I knew my body, at least I thought I knew my body, better than I did other people. So I would kind of do my own thing. Interestingly enough, Doc never really gave me a hard time for that, but here you have one of the foremost coaches, experts in the world, and what I did is I didn't necessarily do it the way you were supposed to do it. I did it the way that, that really made a lot of sense to me um, and had some success, at least on my level, as a result of, of owning myself and not trying to be like anybody else. If you'll notice, there is a theme showing up here. I am who I am. I'm embracing who I am, not trying to be somebody else. Again, let's go to break. We'll come back and we'll continue this a little bit um, and kind of relate it a little bit more to maybe what you're going through. Again, our secret word tonight is owning. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. I'm giving thanks this Thanksgiving Eve for the honor of the ACO Professional Excellence Award, um, which I'm very, very proud of. But I'm telling the backstory on this because I've always felt different uh, my entire life, and I'm giving um, some examples of how I was really been swimming upstream. Uh, which makes the award all the more um, special to me. I have to say that as much as I've done this, it's kind of hard to do this journey sometimes without an encouragement of others. I started coaching in 2007, and by 2010, summertime, I was hit with a major um, health situation where I basically had to stop my business for a period of time. That actually is the time where I was going through treatment that I conceptualized, um, taking a podcast and turning it into a what I call a radio show with sponsors, et cetera. Interestingly enough, uh, while I had nothing to do at the time and I couldn't work, I got the Attitude Magazine, Attention Magazine's uh, media kit, backwards engineered how much revenue they were getting based off of, um, of their media kit, backward engineers how much revenue they were getting and, and how many people were looking at it, 
built my own media kit, came up with some pricing, and started soliciting supporters. Yes, everybody who's run ads are actually contracted with it. I deal with on a regular basis, and I'm very grateful because I've had a long list of very loyal uh, supporters through the years. So while I had the health issue in 2010, come along 2014 when I was really struggling and uh, fighting with marketers and the Wendy got together and I got the idea of like, hey, I got to bridge the gap with the aha. I had another personal event that happened in 2016 that had me very, very distracted. At the time, um, the coaching business was really more of a hobby, not really a, uh, a primary breadwinner's income, which is a, that is a whole other story. At the time, my father was very encouraging and always very supportive of me and really thought I should go on, uh, continue on this coaching journey, although I was uh, met with some challenges at that particular time. To this day, I'm not so sure. I literally would have continued had he not supported me. Uh, but he encouraged me to do it and passed away shortly thereafter. That same year, I quarterbacked a meeting in um, outside of the D.C. area with uh, Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, the ADD uh, Coaches Organization, and Attention Deficit Disorder Association by bringing them into a room because um, I thought the industry should be, you know, working a little bit more together, which led to a unified conference. And quite frankly, I think that meeting had a lot to do with the award because I brought everybody working together. That has actually really been the rising tide that lifts all boats and has really kind of accelerated business. Um, that and my gratitude to Dr. Russell Barkley and his model that I've learned which has enabled me to really kind of articulate because I have a very engineering uh, approach to, to uh, coaching. From a life coach perspective, I do ADHD coach training now based off of his model, and then I life coach around it. Fast Back in 2016, though, when I was going through that personal issue, I began to take the advice of many other people out there in the ADD world in terms of gratitude. I started sitting down and trying to acknowledge what I was grateful for because there was a lot of just negative challenges in my life. As I sat there and wrote out, I was grateful this, I was grateful that, I could tell while I said the words or wrote it down, I really didn't feel it. As that happened for six or seven months um, with different levels of energy and, 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 and concern or like worry or like, like this isn't really working, one day I actually uh, was, was being grateful and all of a sudden it twitched like, wow, I really meant that. Um, and as time went on, it gradually grew where more than half the time what I was saying grateful for it was really there as opposed to just words coming out of my mouth. That was an important time for me because it was able to shift my attitude from a very negative place and some challenges that I had in my personal life and got me through that. Jan, my um, main virtual assistant for all this years of time, and a very spiritual woman, was there for me to kind of support me through that, which was uh, very, very helpful at the time to encourage me. I've always said for those people since that point in time is that the uh, the gratitude thing that you do is a shift of attitude and people with ADHD tend to have a lot of negativity because you feel differently. But I went through that and really was really, really helpful for me to really kind of hone in and focus on the positive things in my life, which um, have seemed to kind of manifest as time goes on. And so while many people out there might try that and say, hey, this isn't really working, I tell you, it took about a year and a half, almost really two years for really a lot of that to sink in, but there really is something to it. What you pay attention to grows, and if you pay attention to what's right in this world, then what's right in the world can really take care of really what's wrong in the world. As time has progressed, I, I, I find myself really with a, 
a, a brain wiring that's de- different and a thinking methodology that always I felt kind of bad about before or really had to fight with frustration. And now um, I think often people come to my presentations and they go, wow, you're really, really different. Or while I was in Dallas, I had uh, several people in my presentation who walked up to me and said, I learned a lot of information today. It was good, but yours stood out. I really, there's something to it. It really makes a lot of sense. In other words, for the first time in my life, my difference is actually looked at like, wow, that's actually kind of special. One of my favorite graphics that I have on my uh, site is a, it's a picture of five stick figures. All of them are black and the middle one's blue. I use this quite frankly when I'm dealing with people with ADHD because I'll ask them to look at the picture and say, what do you see? Most will say the blue stick figure in the middle is different. Well, it's the same picture, but you could also look at it and say it's special. It's the same picture, but it's the emotion behind what you look at in that picture that has everything to do with it. For many, I think, with ADHD, they say, hmm, I'm different, yet they long to be special. A lot of times that's the attitude that you really take. I'd like to wrap this up because I was think I was able to articulate this in a way that really makes a lot of sense and that I can go back and reflect back on many of the things that I've, I've done. In doing a presentation a year and a half ago for the ADD, excuse me, the Attention Deficit Disorder Association, which is a whole other story, I was talking about owning ADHD and the concept of most with ADHD live in a paradox. A paradox is a conflicting statement, Okay. And often people with ADHD say, I should do something. But if you never do it, it's a conflicting statement. The way I ground this is I was working with an individual for a period of time. We'd meet in purpose, and one day we walk in and chit-chatting, and the person was telling me something was going on at work. I said, wait a second. You're telling me that you committed to do this repetitive, boring task every single day at work. The person said, yes. Now, after coaching for a really long time, something that's repetitive and boring is repetitive and boring. It's a hallmark of something that people with ADHD would procrastinate on. So I turned and I said, let me ask you. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.